0: Hello, I am here with Caroline Clark. Hello, Caroline. Hello, Ray. Um, who is the paranormal horror author. Yeah. Paranormal, maybe. Yeah. Um, of the spirit behind you, Daddy Won't Kill You. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Could you just tell us a bit about your, your books and kind of your, what you write and why you write it?
1: I write mainly supernatural horror and mainly about ghosts and spirits um, because it interests me. I find the idea of the spirit world absolutely enthralling, and I believe that there is something else, um, and so I just want to tell those stories.
0: So when you say you you believe there's something else, what's kind of, is there anything happened that kind of drove you to that belief?
1: I've had a couple of what could be encounters, I'm not 100% sure, Um, I used to work in a pub, which is called the White Hart, just down the road here at Newton-on-Trent and it was supposed to be haunted. Um, bells would ring, doors would slam. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear any of that but uh, when I was there late at night it would suddenly go cold and then it would warm up again. You would get the feeling that somebody was watching you but you were the only person there and you would see shadows out the corner of your eye. I never actually saw anything mm-hmm. 100% but it was very very gosh. close. Has that sparked any
0: ideas for any books? Then? Have you got? Because I know a few other books are influenced by things. Has that that come up with any ideas based on that purple?
1: Possibly. Possibly. Um, I, I would like to do um, a book on local hauntings, but I'm not yeah. 100% sure if I can make it a novel or whether it'll be short stories. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of hauntings cool. around here.
0: How many novels have you released now? Then?
1: Oh, gosh. Um... Do you know? I think it's eight. <laughs>
0: eight, eight. And what was your first first novel?
1: Um, the Haunting of Brindley House.
0: And how how would you say you've come along since that first novel? If you look at your novels now, how do they compare to to, to that first one you did?
1: I really like that one still, but I think they are getting a little bit more complex. Yeah. Um, but I, I really did enjoy that. that
0: That's interesting because I hate my first. I, th- I look really? back at it now, I think this stinks. <laughs> I mean, uh, people don't perhaps realise that unless they kind of have a lot of knowledge about creative writing, but I read it, so it's quite impressive that you still still like it.
1: Yeah, I still like it, yeah, yeah.
0: And um, your most recent one, was that The Haunting of...
1: The Old Box. The Old Box? Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. Right, we'll get onto that in a little bit. Okay. But first, we're going to talk about your horror profile. Okay. So, I ask all my guests these five questions. (laughs) So, first one, your favourite horror movie.
1: I think it's got to be The Sixth Sense. An old one, but I just love.
0: Cause it counts as old now, the Sixth Sense. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I just love the fact that the first time you watch it, it's such a shock. But then mm. when you go back, you see where they've built the clues in. Mm. But it's still, it's still just a fabulous yeah. twist. At the I don't end. think
0: we're giving any spoilers away now. But no, by I said about think the end of our Yeah. So, yeah, because it kind of makes sense when you go back to it. Yeah. Yeah, and and
1: yeah.
0: and so, what was it about? The, the kind of experience of watching that, that that kind of impacted you so much?
1: It was just the fact that the way that it was written, that it was hidden from the main character, what happened and I I think the the kid was just fantastic, the I see dead people, it's just Wow. It's an iconic line now, isn't yeah, it? Yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: are you a big fan of any other kind of M. Night Shyamalan movies? I
1: like all of his, to be honest, I do. Um, I think they're all a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and I am a big fan of anything he does. Yeah, even the Spider-Man movies I think were okay, which is not did normal you Did he do enough. the Spider-Man? He did some of the Spider-Man, I yeah. I thought it was Sam Raimi. Um... Yes, it was. He's another of my favourites. Oh, right. <laughs> That's why I've got it mixed because up. <laughs> the Evil Dead. Yeah.
0: I posted quite a controversial thing on my Facebook the other day that I really liked the remake of The Evil Dead, and boy, did I get nailed for it. Not you didn't, c- you not didn't keen like keen it. not
1: the remake. No, the characters were.
0: It rains blood. What else do you
1: want? I, I didn't like the characters. I wanted no. to kill I wanted to kill them, so. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> um, next, your favourite horror book.
1: Difficult to say because I've got hundreds, but the one that got me into horror and that I still remember is *The Rats* by James Herbert, okay. um, which has just had its 50th edition, 50th year. I, don't,
0: I don't know if that one. What's it Aren't about? You?
1: It's about rats that basically are killing people, okay. and um, there's so many of them that they just terrorise the town, terrorise London
0: is it kind of paranormal thing with the rats or is it kind of more no, of an it's, infection it's,
1: it's more an infection sort of thing hmm. um, and there's been a few a few newspaper reports over the last few years about how rats are sort of becoming more and more hmm. of a problem and they're getting bigger and bigger as well. So it's God. just when the fiftieth year anniversary so, of the was so movies from fifty years ago predicting <laughs> yeah. things. In that
0: yeah. case, we're sure have Night of the Living Dead start start yeah. soon, shouldn't we? <laughs> as well, Psycho, yeah. and Norman yeah. Bates. Yeah. Um. Um, your favourite horror moment?
1: Oh gosh! This could be from a movie, TV uh, series,
0: book. Your favourite moment?
1: I think probably Seven. Um, which the, which one? The moment? end of Seven. Where? He discovers what's in the box.
0: Yeah. Um, Again, I don't think we're given a spoiler. No, oh, I'm no, I percent. hope not. <laughs> uh, um,
1: there's other ones. I mean, I love, I love cringeworthy moments. So there's, um, oh, what's the name of the film? Mercy, when the ankles. Stephen King's Mercy, when the ankles are. Have you seen that? Do you
0: know what this has come up every every podcast I've done? I'm it. not a Stephen King fan. <laughs> no, no. I haven't seen. I kind of avoid quite a bit of his stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I prefer his books to most of his films. The films are very sort of. They're not as well done, but the 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 bit in Mercy where they did the ankles was great, and I don't know what, the Mist at the end of mm. the Mist um, that was yes an amazing when twist. when
0: the army young come out after yeah the year.
1: yeah. I, yeah. I like that sort of thing, I, but I don't like that sort of thing, which yeah. is strange, but I do like to, to watch
0: it. Are because you, are you, you write paranormal horror, do you like kind of all horror, or is it just...
1: I like all horror,
0: yeah. Even zombies and, and stuff
1: Yeah, like yeah. Cool. Can't yeah. be a good zombie. Yeah.
0: Um, so what was it about the um, moment in... Uh, what was
1: it? Seven.
0: Seven. What was <laughs> it about the moment in Seven?
1: Just the shock value. Again, so, they're messing with your head. I'm
0: surprised you didn't say the end of Six Sense, then.
1: After well, that been yeah. your, your favourite movie yeah it, that, that as well It's I like all that where they mess with your head mm. um, but I think uh, I think Seven's probably a, a better one as mm. is The Mist where I won't tell are what we what spoiling happened. The Mist is that, too, is that recent <laughs> enough I it's don't... pretty old isn't it really yeah but it's not one probably a lot of people have seen but I no, think but the there was a, a
0: Netflix TV series that I, th- I, think I stopped there? it halfway through it wasn't right wasn't quite as good as a film
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: um, your favourite horror creator? This could be a writer, a director, oh. an actor, an actress Gosh
1: um, I'll say James Herbert I liked nearly everything he did um, and I do think his books got so much better whereas a lot of people like Stephen King's I think have got worse and worse mm. um, I think
0: that's what my problem with him is that I've read yeah. too much recent stuff Yeah. I, I like Carrie and the Stoning
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I think Herbert's, it just got better and better.
0: Uh, what are some of, some of his best known books in James Herbert's? It's not oh I'm that familiar with. Uh,
1: the Magic Cost- Cottage, um, keep going, brain's gone. Um, there was an Ash series which were ghost, um, ghost books towards the end. I can't think of what they were called because they're on Kindle, I used to have books all across there um, a year ago, but everything's on Kindle now. (laughs) Um, But I think The Magic Cottage was my favourite of his. Uh,
0: What about it made it your your favourite?
1: Again, it was just, it was very psychological, it was very twisty, so you never really knew Mm. what was coming, what was going to happen, and what the ending was going to be.
0: Why did you choose to write in horror?
1: Because that's where I read. I love horror. Um, Why do
0: you love horror? Just keep on trying to get down to this every single interview. and <laughs> Can't quite nail the reason. Why horror?
1: We like to be scared, don't we? Mm. In a safe way, I think. Um, we kind of live in the vicarious scares of other people.
0: That's an interesting of being scared in a safe way. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is it about, about being scared? Cause, I mean, I thought you'd see like a slogan saying you'll never want to be alone in your house again. I'm like, well, why would I watch it? I want to, <laughs> don't want to be scared to be alone in my house. What, what is it about safe scaredness? that?
1: I think it's just primeval. I think we, I don't know, I suppose you feel you're alive once you've been scared. Yeah. And it makes other things better. But I just, I just love Love to be scared. Yeah.
0: Um, are you easily scared?
1: Mm, or have you no, kind of I become immune a little bit since? You, I think you do become immune a little bit, um, but I can I can spook myself out from writing late at night, <laughs> and you hear a noise or the yeah. dogs decide to go mad barking. Um, just as I'm doing a horror scene, it can be a bit, <laughs> a bit have
0: you, scary. Have you had any of those moments where you've been writing and scared yourself with your own writing? That's the ultimate moment, I think.
1: I, I have done it a few times. I've got a torch here because we, we have right. power cuts out here. Oh, right. Um, and we had a few power cuts last week, because it's always...
0: If you had had a power cut right at the moment, <laughs> something?
1: No, luckily, oh. they haven't been too bad. Okay. But, and I know they're coming now, but when it first goes out, you always get a bit of a... Oh my god, my computer, and then. <laughs>
0: hmm. yeah, I mean, it's a horrible thing if you haven't saved your work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we touched on this kind of earlier, but whether you've had any personal horror experience, could you tell us a bit more about this pub? What yeah. what kind of things happened there?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so I used to work at um, a pub called the White Heart in Luton on Trent, which is supposedly haunted. Um, I think it's still there. I don't know. I've not been in a lot of years. But. Um, People would hear bells ringing, doors opening and closing, when no one was there, which I didn't hear. Apparently glasses were thrown about as well, which again, I didn't see. But sometimes when you were alone and it was late, um, the room would suddenly go very, very cold. Mm. um, And then it would warm up again, inexplicably, there was no draft, it would just go cold. Um, You would feel a presence, feel as if somebody was there, but you could never, never see them. And occasionally you would see a shadow out the corner of your eye, but you could never quite catch it. So it was all very, yes, I think something's there, but I was never 100% sure. What
0: is it about pubs, though? Every old pub seems to claim to be the most haunted kind of (laughs) thing in the UK. Yeah,
1: yeah. We live um, here not far from a place called Gibbet Farm. Um, And they... I can't think of the guy's name now, but they... They gibbeted a man and left him hung for 50 oh, wow. years in... Well, a gibbet is a metal frame. Um, and then... 50 years? 50 years until he disintegrated. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> and that is supposed to be haunted, as is the pub where the woman he killed was taken, which All is right. the son in Saxo, but that's supposed to be haunted. Um, I have
0: to go to these places. I like going yeah. to haunted places. And yeah,
1: on. yeah. The gibbet actually killed three people because it fell down and at one point it actually killed three people. It fell down three times, I believe.
0: Oh, God. Um, God, He thought after three times (laughs) they would probably give up and think (laughs) maybe...
1: (laughs) Maybe this is not a good idea. Uh, Yeah. And um, every year on the anniversary of his death, I think a weapon he used used to turn up Mm. uh, under the gibbet. Uh, It was again kept in the pub. Now, nobody knows whether it was the landlord doing it. (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) But in the end, the bishop of Lincoln actually burned it and consecrated this axe because he didn't want all the rumours. So it was a lot of years ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Have you had any other kind of personal horrors? Because you said you kind of believe, and you had kind of close things, never been sure about what what yeah, things yeah. happened.
1: Um, well, we think we saw a lady in white. That was me and my husband at one time. But, we, again, we weren't 100% sure. But that really got me involved in the lady in white. That was up in Yorkshire. Um, we saw this figure on the roadside. Uh, went back, couldn't find Find her. It was late at night. It was misty. It was horrible. Saw this, this, this woman in white. Just misty figure. Went back, couldn't find her. Of
0: course, that's... If I'm right, that's what Haunting on Hillside is, is it's based, based on. on.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, do you remember what the legend is, kind of the lady in Who she, Where she came from?
1: There's loads. Um, it's, a, it's one of those legends that's worldwide. Yeah. Mainly England and America, but it is worldwide. People see this lady, and it's usually supposed to be a woman who's been um, done wrong by her man, yeah. and she's after revenge. And the legend goes that if you see her, you will die. Um, and quite often she'll appear in the car didn't happen to us <laughs> <Yeah>. obviously
0: To <laughs> I, I, I went to a pub where there was a painting where after you've seen it you're supposed to die after a year yeah. and I asked yeah. him if I would go look at it and it's been a year and a half now and I'm doing yeah. fine <laughs>
1: <laughs> so did you get a bit nervous though when the year was coming up <laughs> I, I, I,
0: if, if I'm honest with you I don't believe it at all yeah, um, yeah. which often surprises people because I write yeah. it yeah um, and people one person one review wrote this is absolute evidence this exists. I'm like, you do know this is fiction, <laughs> don't you? This is made up. Yeah. Um, so what what made you think that you saw this lady then? What what made you unsure? Well, it or was sure? dark
1: and it was misty and we saw what we both thought was a wife.
0: Did you both yeah. say it at the same time? Did one of you say yeah. it and then it was like... No, it was,
1: it was near enough at the same time. And obviously you've passed, you're travelling quite yeah. a distance, you've passed. But it was late, it was out in the middle of nowhere and she, she appeared to be wearing... Like a a thin dress, so we thought, oh. let's go see if she needs help. Couldn't find her. Um,
0: see, one thing that makes me sceptical is the fact that ghosts are all either wearing white or Victorian outfits. Yeah. Where's yeah. like <laughs> a chavvy girl or something that's <laughs> died recently? Where, who are they haunting? You know. Um. Uh. So. You've talked about kind of your influences of of James Herbert and I've seen a line you've also cited uh, Sean Hudson, Darcy Coates, Ron Ripley as your influences. Yeah, yeah. How how exactly have they influenced you?
1: Uh, Because it's what I like to read and I think that just, I read something and then I I see something and then I want to write a story. Mm. Um, One of my books, uh, Daddy Won't Kill You, i my husband bought me a rocking chair home and it was it, it wasn't antique it was just an old rocking chair I don't know where he got it from now but the minute I saw it it creeped me out mm. and I could imagine something horrible sitting in it
0: I can imagine what he thought of you that a rocking chair would be <laughs> yeah. a present you'd want
1: <laughs> it was for the garden <laughs> okay fair <laughs> yeah.
0: I bought my girlfriend over a rocking chair for her to sit
1: <laughs> hence we're getting divorced yeah See it? No. Um, I I the minute I saw it, it just creeps me mm. out totally. And then my imagination starts to think, why? And the stories just come.
0: Um, was there a particular story that that you've written that's kind of influenced by it?
1: I I yeah, that was um, a book called Daddy Won't You. Oh, so you mentioned that. Yeah. You?
0: What was that that book about? Then?
1: That's about. It's really about a young a family that are on the edge of divorce and they're going away. Um, with the two kids, to see if they can um, yeah. resurrect marriage. And on the way there, he sees a rocking chair. <laughs> it's a sort <laughs> <buys> of biographical... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> buys it for his wife. Um, and it's possessed, so...
0: <laughs> Gosh, could you have brought you a rocking chair, not like a piece of cheese or something. You had a possessed <laughs> yeah. piece of cheese.
1: <laughs> That's the next book. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: And, of course... Uh, I had to believe that that writing has always been a a passion ever since you were young as well. That you used to write stories at school. Yeah. What happened there?
1: Uh, Well, I often used to have to read them out, and for some reason they thought they were good, but...
0: When you say you had to, did you volunteer? Did they make you... Uh,
1: uh, No, they asked me to. I don't think they forced me, but they asked me to, Um, and... Again, they got sort of, they started to get towards the horror. Mm. (laughs) Um, They weren't horror horror, but they were spooky stories.
0: Uh, (laughs) Can you remember one in particular that you wrote and what it was about?
1: I can't remember them. I know one was in um, Amazon um, and it was a spirit story, but I can't remember it. And uh, I know I haven't got them anymore, which is a shame really, because it's it's been nice to look back. Yeah,
0: I came across some that I wrote as a kid. There was one called Tears. Yeah, about a guy whose girlfriend died and came back as a ghost while he was falling in love with someone else. Yeah, read it. And it's just so on the nose kind of dialogue. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and of course, you've you've based a lot of your books on haunted houses. Yeah, how have you done your your research for that?
1: Most of it is. Online, but I also read books. Um, I visit places when I can. Um, Where have you visited? Lincolnshire mainly, uh, around around the local area. So, have
0: you specifically sought out haunted houses?
1: To... I haven't yet, but I I am intending to. It's it's been one of them things that I've been planning on doing for the last few yeah. years, but life's just kind of taken over. If you know I've got it. a
0: YouTube series where I do it, you, you should come along to one, we yeah. should go look at a haunted house. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> That'd be good, yeah.
0: Um, and how do you then use that research to influence your books?
1: What I like to do is weave it into the story, so I won't write, um, I won't write about that specific place usually, I'll, I'll weave it into somewhere else. Um, my book Brinley was based on a house in Essex, which is supposedly the most haunted house and, um, is that
0: the one they made some films?
1: It's been on a few paranormal programs. Um, East End Drive. Is that that, it? that might be it.
0: Because um, I was I was looking up that you can go visit it and you can pay to the stay there overnight. Yeah, I yeah.
1: call it the cage. Yeah, and witches were hung there. So mm. I, I did quite a bit of research on it and then based the book around one of the witches that Which was hung there. Which book is that? That was uh, Brindley House. <laughs> it's <So> okay i <laughs> ask you It's <laughs> the same thing you already said no? um,
0: um, What other haunted houses have you used as an influence?
1: Oh gosh, let me think um, The Haunting of Seafield House Was based on quite a few different ones mm. um, I can't think of what they were now But just different bits I've read um, Obviously um, Call from Beyond That's That was based on on The White woman legend. Um, my latest book is based on the legend of the Dybbuk box. Which is, Tell us
0: about that. What's, what's the Dybbuk box?
1: That's uh, a Jewish wine box, which is supposedly to keep a spirit inside. Mm. So it's, um, you would trap a spirit and then the idea is that it would not be able to get out of that box and it would stay there. And um, that just... Really intrigued me, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I I did uh, did a book on on that, um, and really really enjoyed that. Just finished it. How
0: did you explore that in in your book, it's your most recent book?
1: Uh, it? Explore it as in research or um, kind of within the story within of your within book. Within the story. Okay, well it's it starts with um, a guy having an exorcism mm. because he's possessed and uh, they, I don't want to give too much away but they believe they've got a spirit out of him mm. but they haven't so he creates havoc gets put in jail and then that's really where the story begins um, How did
0: you come across the, the divot box kind of legend?
1: Well it's something I've obviously heard about for a lot of years but yeah. um, I was researching I, I think I was researching the book before and I just kept seeing this articles on the divot box which was nothing to do with what i was researching so i thought yeah that's got to be the next <laughs> the next book um,
0: is there any other things you kind of come across that that you've used in your books
1: oh gosh there'll be loads but i can't think of any offhand um i did one on ghost orbs um ghost orbs what, yeah. what are they ghost orbs is where you see light mm. so the, the ghosts. Um, manifest as, as orbs of light uh, um, which is a, a lot of people see them I've never seen anything but um, a lot of people see them um, so
0: manifest as light in, in some kind of shape
1: yeah what? as in an orb um, oh okay yeah yeah as in a circle uh, interesting so, yeah so again, my <laughs> sceptical mind is just thinking
0: you could explain this I
1: mean. yeah well a lot of them now because there's a lot of photographs of them. A lot of them can be explained as digital cameras and dust, dust motes. Mm. But obviously um, a proper ghost orb is a lot bigger and a lot more, sol- not solid, but a lot more substantial. Than... Have you
0: ever been ghost hunting to try and...
1: No, um. I haven't. Well, not not really efficient. Like, is it something that you want um, to do or are you yeah, too scared if, to do? If, I know I want to do. Um, not far from here. I don't know whether you came past it. It's an old watchtower.
0: I wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, this village used to be an old World War One oh. RAF camp. Okay. Um, and there's an old watchtower on the airfield, and that's supposed to be haunted. I have been in it at night, but not seen anything. No. But <laughs>
0: Yeah See, my, my, the YouTube series I've done is all the idea of I want to find evidence to prove me yeah. wrong. Yeah. And I've done EVP tests, and yeah. I've I've done kind of filming places, looked at all the researchers and found absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing. so far, yeah. no. Yeah. And it doesn't make for a particularly exciting YouTube series. <laughs> when you find nothing, you keep saying, well, right, aren't I? Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm still... I think the next place I'm going to, do you know the Grey Stew Priory in Shepshed? Yeah, yeah. In Shepshed. Yeah. Yeah. There's supposed to be a lady in I think, grey who stands at the bus stop okay. opposite it. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to... See if you
1: can not find her. Yeah. <laughs>
0: See if I can... <laughs> I don't know what I'm expecting to see A Grey Lady, but, but I'm, I'm not expecting to.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, are there any other things that, that spark your interest other than these kind of things? Because you, your books come from all these real-life ghosts yeah. and mysteries that you know about. What about the other books you've read? How are they, they an influence to your work?
1: I'm sure they are, because I think everything we do and everything, everyone we meet, everything we see really influences you in some way as a writer um, i obviously always try and do something different um, but always bearing in mind what the audience want i know what my my, my readers want i try and give them what way they want while enjoying the story that i want to tell if that makes sense yeah. <laughs> um, um
0: are you quite c- close with your readership then in terms of
1: quite a few i have um i have some very 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 loyal readers which i get mm. on great with um and quite a lot of them email me, mm. and I will email back um, had one lady recently she had a <laughs> we've had a long email series about spiders. <laughs> she, she was having a spider problem, mm. <laughs> so it's good fun um,
0: yeah it's strange how but uh, then again, I thought I think i I put a post about Caroline Kepnest, if you know she is a big author who wrote yeah. you, yeah. and she liked it, yeah, and I yeah. just went absolutely giddy, kind of <laughs> excited, but I suppose that must be kind of how
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: If you reply to an email, it does, does mean a lot, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: What yeah. about those readers that aren't as happy, your your customer reviews? <laughs> I always like to ask, what's the most bizarre, ridiculous customer review you've
1: had? I honestly can't think of any really bad ones um, or bizarre ones at the moment. You you get the obvious, couldn't download it, I didn't buy this. <laughs> <laughs> I not Amazon, not me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it must have been a ghost. <laughs> um but
0: we did get a customer review because they can't download it. Yeah. So it damages your average review yeah, rating after yeah. put all that work yeah. because of some technical issue. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and then I think I think Amazon did take off I, did, I didn't buy it. Hmm. Um because <laughs> I didn't force you to buy it. <laughs> um I can't think of any any other sorry the brain's gone gone dead. Um.
0: my most recent ridiculous one on a post apocalyptic horror which you led to believe is going to be quite violent (laughs) aren't you they said they loved the characters loved the story loved the writing but they didn't like that there was cannibalism and torture of a small animal the small animal by the way was one of the monsters I made up for it (laughs) they didn't like that I was having cannibals torture a monster that I made up and then
1: like what do you expect yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. I let to get other
0: reviews saying it's not violent enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah.
0: How do you deal then when you do get a, a bad review? Does it affect you or does it not It not does affect, affect
1: you, you. You can't not affect you. The first thing I do is look at it and say, think basically the first thing I do is probably, oh no. Um, but after that, I, you look at it and say, well, is there anything in this yeah. that I can learn from it? That's a good way, um, I think. So, at first
0: five minutes afterwards, you feel like giving up yeah. on everything, don't yeah. you? Yeah, you do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'll look at it and think, well, I might check the review history. If all I read is romance novels, then mm-hmm. it's no wonder they don't like it. It's not. Yeah. And, and you do get that. Um, you do get people saying, you know, it's not my cup of tea. And you look at mm. what they're reading and you think, well, why did you go buy it? Yeah.
0: Good book. <laughs> don't like horror. One star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um... But yeah, I'll I'll try and see if there's anything I can learn. If I agree with any of the comments, um, then you'd learn as a writer. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, just try and forget it, move on. I, I must admit, I don't look at them very often. Yeah.
0: Um, I try not to, but it's an addiction. Uh, yeah. You can't, you can't help but, but look, yeah. especially when you're seen as a new one. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I just don't check. I don't.
0: When there's a new one and the average rating goes down because of it, that's when I don't look. <laughs> Um, are there any ideas for future books then that you've got? Have you got a big tank of that you want to write? Have um, got...
1: I have got loads, but I'm going to start a new series and I have two choices at the moment. I have um, I have some characters, Jessie and Gail, who run a paranormal investigation organisation called <laughs> The Spirit Guide and they go through a lot of my books mm. and they're about to get married, so I... I've got a series already plotted out where I send them down to Pluckley in Kent, which mm. is Britain's most haunted village, and obviously mayhem happens. So that's one idea. Do you plan
0: to visit there before I to try to get a sense for it? Or?
1: Um, probably not. No. Um, I, I, I mean, I could do now, but so the last few years have been quite difficult, mm. so I haven't been able to do a lot of going away. Um, but the other one that I really fancy doing is... So where I live is part of an old RAF mm. um, base, and I fancy doing a series about a haunted RAF base. Yeah. So again, I've plotted some of that out, and I've just got to decide. <coughs> excuse me. Just got to decide which one. I do. It's a difficult
0: thing. I've only got two ideas, and you're bursting to write the first draft of both of them. But one of them's got to be put aside.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I might ask my readers. I have a a readers' group, um, and I might ask them which they'd prefer. Yeah. It's
0: always, oh, readers group always good, isn't it? Yeah. I've gotten to vote on a demon that I'm gonna use in one of the yeah, books before. Yeah,
1: they quite often choose my titles for me. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> Are they chosen your cover i chosen covers as well, with it? Uh,
1: no, no. My husband used to make my do my covers, but um I get someone else to do them now, but yeah. uh, they usually just provide me covers and an I'll, I'll idea, and I'll say yes or no, and then we just yeah. sort of iterate it until we're happy.
0: Two so covers are quite—it's nice. nothing like a good book cover, is there?
1: Uh, no, what,
0: no. What's? How involved are you in that process, and what do you?
1: Okay, so I would send them an idea of what I have in my mind. To be honest, I'm not very good with covers. I don't always know what I want, um, so I'll send them a rough idea. And he will get back to me with um, probably three or four different concepts mm. and then I will choose one or I will say no none of them and um, and then uh, after that we'll just sort of I'll say I want this bigger I want that smaller whatever yeah. um, and all done it's usually very very simple yeah and the designer knows me now I'm pretty good um, the designer I'm working with now they know me and they uh, usually the first Designs they come up with is is exactly what I want. Yeah. The, the cover for *Haunting of the Old Box* was nothing like I told him I wanted, but when I saw it, I thought, "Yeah, I love that." Yeah, <laughs> I
0: mean, it must. I mean most recent times I sent that to my, my mailing list and yeah. got the most clicks I've had on something in my emails for quite yeah. a while
1: Yeah, I with did.
0: that so it must have been an, an attractive book cover
1: oh, that's fabulous
0: <laughs> so uh, where can people find you then if they want to find out more about you
1: ok um, I have a website which is KazCazClark um, obviously Caroline Clark on Amazon um, or Facebook Caroline Clark author on Facebook, all cool. of those. Um, and uh, I usually answer as much as I can. Facebook, I, I don't answer everything because, to be honest, there are so many comments yeah. I would spend all day answering comments yes, as much yes. as I'd love to. Yes. <laughs> um, so I like to I like to keep Facebook off while I'm writing as well because it's too distracting.
0: Yes. Um, so what have you got coming out next? What's your next project?
1: Right, that will be my next series, which... I'm not 100% sure what it's going to be yet, uh, but it'll be a series of probably three books, either on Brooklyn and Kent, on uh, The Haunted Village, or on Haunted R.F.K. Excellent. Hopefully
0: you'll have decided it by the time <laughs> I would come have down. decided
1: and written some by then, I'm sure. Brilliant.
0: Uh, thank you very much, Caroline. It's been a bit of pleasure to talk.
1: Thank you.